this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What up my nerds? So the coronavirus is sweeping the nation. Fucking A, dude. Yep. Uh, so as the, the day we're recording this, which is if you're listening to this on Tuesday, is last Thursday. Uh, WonderCon uh, in Anaheim just got postponed, which probably means canceled. I yelled. I, I, I screamed, fuck! so loud yeah it was weird because you were in a bank <laughs> you know the worst part is that we had just got approved the day before for the press badges yeah and you're like hey let's get a hotel and i'm like mm, no i well let's, no let's hold off for a second my question was should we look into hotels <laughs> yeah um emerald city comic-con also got uh postponed slash canceled i hate that they're saying postponed because it's canceled well, to get all these artists I mean, to it, switch over and like all yeah. the people that are doing panels. And also, like on the email that we got, it said that they were doing refunds. Why would you give a refund if you're post- if you're going to offer to if postpone you, you it? Know, if someone, you know, they postpone it to a weekend that you have a wedding or something. OK. And then do the you know, then do the refunds. Yeah, if you're exactly. really exactly. if you're really planning on doing it. Um, also, E3 got canceled. Um I thought which, that they were which still will, doing it, but just not with a live audience, and they're going to kind of like release like videos. I thought that's what I saw. Yeah, I mean, they're still going to announce games. Yeah, I just think you know they're not going to have an audience, so it's not that excitement. You know, it's like, oh hey, did you see uh, God of War Two is coming out or whatever? And it's just like, yeah, I did. It dropped on YouTube three minutes ago. Well, <laughs> oh, cool. Um, and then Coachella got postponed too, though. Coachella, I think, actually has a later date now. Already. I don't care. But I guess I, I give zero fucks about Coachella. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish some of those people did get the coronavirus. Am I right? <laughs> Just know what I'm saying? Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so uh, Comic-Con San Diego is the one that we're both mainly concerned with. Like, fuck it. I will start the riot. Yeah. I will start the revolution. <laughs> we're going to have this convention whether they want us to or not. Fuck it. Just have us wear hazmat suits. I don't give a shit. Well, I think the thing that's crazy, too, is like you think about San Diego's economy. Yeah. No, I'm sure a lot of their economy is based on that weekend. Well, work. so like all the hotels get 100% filled. Restaurants. I, I bet there's not an empty hotel room in that whole entire fucking city. They probably restaurants, staff up. I mean, yeah. people probably expect it. Like they definitely hire extra people into the restaurants just for that weekend. You know, the revenue. I'm sure it's like their Black Friday. I'm sure. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, all the little you know liquor stores and things like that too. That you know, restaurants that make a ton of money. Yep. Yep. Servers that make a ton of tips. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know mm-hmm. when we go, we tip. We tip well. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Even, you know, think about it this way. Even the airlines, yeah, I'm sure, are, are feeling it right now. Especially the airlines. Yeah, um, with, the, with the whole travel ban. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so now we can't get Europeans over here. 
That's fine. <laughs> See, this is how uh, this I feel like nationalism is going to start. Oh, it's already started, brother. <laughs> it's this is how this is how it is with the scare of this disease. It's like it only it only kills people. It only affects foreigners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Those dirty, dirty, dirty foreigners. foreigners. <laughs> Sixty-five and up, and people who already have some, uh, underlying conditions, right? Which is, you know. You know, we think, oh, that's fine. That's not a big deal. But some of these underlying conditions are like asthma or yeah. uh, diabetes or like like rheumatoid arthritis. That's probably not a real one. I don't but, think so. But... You know, <laughs> those people are faking it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's not like you have to have like a weakened immune system. You don't have to have AIDS to die from it. It's like you have, a lot of people have these you know underlying conditions that make it pretty dangerous. Um I will say the whole buying toilet paper thing is a little out there. You know what? I almost fell into it. I was like, I mean, I'll buy toilet paper from out of toilet paper. Like I went to go get like, you know, like a year, but I, I usually have a year, but and Cody use that sparkling water. Yep. And I was like, cause just, uh, flat waters for peasants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at the liquor store, they had it there. And I'm like, Ooh, like instinctually I just grabbed it. I was like, no, I have it at home. Yeah. I was like, but just in case. And I was like, no, no, no. And I put it back. I was like, I'm not buying into this hype. You know what's crazy is, so I did buy toilet paper the other day because I was out. You know, I was on the last roll. And you're like, you don't want to get stuck on your last roll right. and need it, right? So I walk myself down to Walgreens. And I get into Walgreens. And the shelves are empty. I'm like, are you guys shutting down or something? What's going on? And I'm just like, man, maybe they're doing inventory or something. And I just buy my stuff and I leave. And then like two days later, I'm like, Oh, it makes sense that people are just buying all the hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes. I thought I thought Walgreens was going out of business. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I'm used, like I'd say it's slightly OCD. So I have anxiety and, and a little bit of OCD, but it was like way worse in the early twenties. Yeah. I would not want to touch anything because I was just afraid I'd get sick. Um, and now I just see people like freaking out with door. I see people like opening doors with like elbows and mm -hmm. stuff like. Dude, you got to use the your your the, the you know, cuff of your the shirt. The cuff of your shirt. These fucking amateurs out here, dude. Yeah, and I just use I use my mouth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, but that's because white people are like they got all the diseases early in Europe because it was all filthy. Yeah, so you guys. <laughs> yeah, we worked it out. Yeah, you guys got it early. Then we, so. then we came to America, murdered all the Native Americans yeah. with our with our smallpox. Yeah. You, oh, you guys don't know about polio? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we're dealing with that shit. That guy has polio over there. It's like tap dancing. Yeah. No, it's just like watching people freak out. I was like, yeah. dude, it's like a, it's like I was just preparing myself for this. this <laughs> yeah, moment. your entire life has led up to this. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely hope it blows over. I think I'm, I'm both. I, I, I won't let myself freak out about it because I think people are severely overreacting. But at the same time, I don't want to be too nonchalant about it because it's a serious thing. So. Um, I mean, wash your hands. Don't go out of your way to like. You My know, thing is like all the normal things you know, that you should have been let, doing let, before. Let the Tinder profile cool it for a month or two. <laughs> let's let's see how this thing goes. Actually, you know, I was just reading an article on Seattle. A lot of sex workers are just like having a hard like they've Those lost poor some... Seattle sex workers. No, like really, <laughs> like yeah. they're not getting any clients. Yeah, it's it really hit the industry. I can't believe. I think it was it wasn't um, NPR. stock markers. I don't remember what fucking terrible. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking terrible. I uh, I looked at my 401k today. Don't. Kind of wish I didn't. Don't. Yeah, it's, don't. It's real bad. 
just real, don't look at it. Real, real bad. And the worst thing you can do is just start panicking and selling things. Like, oh nope, yeah, just let it ride. Yeah, here's a fun nerd friend's financial tip: uh, you only lose money in the stock market if you sell your stuff. Yeah. So don't freak out. I know it looks bad now, but uh, just leave it in there. Just You're, let it ride. It'll bounce back. It, I mean, if like anything I, counterintuitive, it feels counterintuitive. You want to buy now because you're buying it. Oh discount. yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm already kind of picking out which ones I'm gonna go for. Like, um, Best Buy stock went down like crazy. Yeah. Um, Apple's really far down. Though they're still expensive. There's some good ones out there. One of my friends uh, bought a bunch of options and killed it. You, well, if you did it early on, yeah. Sure. Now sure, it's sure. too expensive for sure. But he made like ten grand. Oh yeah. On people's misfortune. <laughs> God, that's the dream. That is the dream. But oh, so the one thing I wanted to say about yeah. the sex workers, I don't remember what news outlet, but it was a serious news outlet. But they had quoted sex, sex workers monthly. No, I, I want it. The red light district. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say something and have to correct myself later. But they had said like, yeah, some people had to drop their rates from, and they actually said uh, oral sex from sixty dollars to thirty dollars. I'm like, yo, half off. <laughs> Yeah, how much are tickets? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I could. I guess as long as I I put a mask on or something, I'd be probably okay, right? Just a mask on <laughs> on my face. Uh, yeah, okay. I think <laughs> not it, down there. That's stupid. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars yeah. for that. I don't think you get the coronavirus from eating ass. I think you're good. <laughs> no, that's how it started. <laughs> oh, bats, bats. Well, <laughs> and I've also I heard it was bats, and then I heard it was um. Oh, what's the little adorable creatures that look like roly polies, but they're mammals? Armadillos. Not armadillos. The other one, the uh, pan pan. Ah, oh, fuck. Armadillos look like roly polies. They're the ones that no, but they're thinner and cooler looking. Um, fuck. They almost look like like they got dragon scales on their back. Yeah, armadillos. It's not the fucking. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Pa- Patagonian or Patagonia? No, Patagonia is a clothing brand. Yeah, no, but it's something like that. Those little. I think I know which ones you're talking about. They're like armadillos, but instead of like one Like streamlined and one sleek, long, like if Tesla designed one. Except the truck. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. You're starting to, make, you're starting to make weird references that I, I don't think are accurate anymore. The little, little tiny. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I, we'll post it later. No, we won't. It's fine. <laughs> but I believe it's from eating them. And I'm like, you know what? kind of serves us right. We shouldn't be eating adorable creatures. I wonder how good they are. <laughs> I mean, they could be delicious. You don't know. You're going to take a bite and... It- <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, let's uh, since we got that kind of out of the way, um, let's start with some nerdy confessions. I'm sure it'll come up again later. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Let's think about the coronavirus. It always comes up when you least expect it. Right. <laughs> always during an election year. Um, my nerdy confession is. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, here we go. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for uh, the new Call of Duty Battle Royale. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but I've I've been reading people talk about it, and it just seems like it's kind of like a crossover of like... uh, It's 100% Apex Legends. That's all it is. Is it? But with Call of Duty. Someone had said that it was more like a... Was it it? Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also like Apex Legends. Okay. Or Apex Legends is like Fortnite. I don't want the little kids. If you're going to play... I don't want the tweens yelling at me. If you're gonna play, I'll play. But I, I'm not. I was never a fan of Fortnite. I tried it because everyone's talking about it. And I was like, this yeah, is not for me. It's it seems like uh, a very high stress environment, and like you know, one bad move and you're like out. I like you know a team deathmatch or an objective game where I can like, okay, if I get killed this one time, at least I have a chance to redeem myself and come back and kind of finish the kind of thing. So um, I'm down to try it out. It definitely seems interesting. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun way to keep things fresh. Though I will say a new season of Destiny 2 also dropped. Um, so I've been playing that too. So I'm splitting my time between the two. You know, I went from playing no video games for like a month because I was so busy to now I'm just like, I got too, not enough time for video games. So, so now, now the painting minis are going to suffer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I'm starting to work on basing now. Um, for like free basing? Yeah, free basing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> just like, I just inhale the primer. Uh, no, uh, basing is like, when you after you're done painting a mini, you know how they normally sit on a little black disc or a gray yeah. disc. It's making that look like the ground with like little shrubs and grass and shit mud. I saw you were doing that with like uh, the cracks that made it look like almost yes. like um, like there was lava. Underneath. Yeah, so that one that one came out really good. That was for uh, my chasm fiend or something like that. Or, chasm fiend. Yep. Yep. Um, though I think chasm fiend is from Stormlight Archive, but it's something along those lines. It's a devil guy with wings. Oh, yeah. then if any, then it'll be a devil maybe it's or a pit demon. fiend. Maybe it's a pit fiend. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, I've posted it on Instagram before, uh, so you can go back and check that out. But um, uh, yeah, that one's kind of cool. It's there's this um, the company uh, Games Workshop who does Warhammer 40k. They make their own paints called Citadel paints, Citadel color, um, which is what I learned is your favorite one. So I really like their technical paints and their washes. Um, technical paints are like that cracking, uh, lava one where basically it comes out. It's like almost like a jelly almost. And you wipe it over like, uh, an orange painted base and, or like I did like orange and red, like a bunch of off, off, um, texture type stuff. And, um, and then as it dries, it cracks. And so you can see the color underneath and then they have some that have like sand in it kind of thing. So you like spackle it on and it dries and makes like little rocks and stuff. Really cool stuff. So uh, I, I like them for technical paints and then washes, which basically you it's this really thin uh, paint uh, that has a lot of like, not water, but like medium in it, where it, it washes over your characters and settles in all the cracks to give you nice dark shading. So they call it, they call it um, talent in a can or talent in a bottle um, because like it'll take a normally, a normal, okay looking miniature and you just rub it all over it all over the painted miniature and it just starts looking like super detailed and contoured and stuff so so cheating yeah it's it's totally (laughs) cheating um like you can definitely achieve the same effect by uh doing it on your own and like for certain applications that's definitely better but um most of the time like for especially for small little stuff like chain mail it's like slather that shit on then go over it on the top with like a dry brush and you get like perfect little links with like darkness underneath and then shiny silver on the outside, it's awesome. <laughs> so I like Citadel for them, but I will say the regular regular paints, um, they they come in these little paint pots where the cap kind of opens up, and um, they don't come in like a squeeze bottle or like an eyedropper type bottle. Um, so it's really hard to get the right amount of paint out without wasting it. Um, and and when you close it again, it's not completely airtight. Oh, so the so they fucking dry drying. out yeah. all the time. So um, every one I've got, and they're expensive. They're like twice as much as normal paint. So I like Citadel for the uh, for the technical type stuff, all the little washes and things like that. But for regular paints, I'm really into uh, Vallejo, Vallejo model paint. Like the city near us? I know. It's funny because we know about a city called Vallejo, but I think these are made in like Italy or something like that. Hmm. It, do- it doesn't matter. Um, so but, E40 but, makes them? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> 40 water. Yeah, 40 40 water. Vallejo 40 water paint. Slur cane. Slur, slur cane. Slur paint. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but Vallejo makes some really good paint. So that, that's like my that's like my main one now. I really like. So Citadel, if you're listening, fix the little yeah. closing apparatus. Just, just throw them in some freaking dropper bottles. And I like to support my local game store too, um, which I think is very important. But the problem is, is like, okay, if you go to buy paints at your local game store, this one shade of green might have been sitting on the shelf for six months. You don't know. Yeah. And so, like, in those Citadel ones where it's not airtight, you might be paying $7 for this little, little pot of paint, and it's, like, half full because it all evaporated. So they won't let you look at it? Like, hey, can I take a look and make sure? It's no, because it's got a seal that breaks open when it, like, it's got these little, like, plastic bits. Like, a you know, a water bottle. When you, yeah, This yeah. thing that I've been playing with. Um, when you twist it, it snaps the thing. It's the same thing with those. So you can't open it up. You, you know what you, you got to kind of like shake it and kind of feel it. You got to write a letter. Yeah. And send it to him. A strongly yeah. worded letter. Hey, Games Workshop, I know you're like the biggest manufacturer of minis ever because of Warhammer, uh, but you need to fix this. We're going to start a campaign yeah. of people complaining about it. That'd be cool. Yeah, then maybe they'll fix it. I will and also sponsor us. I mean. Yeah, also like we'll take it. We'll take whatever side you want. <laughs> we it's have sold out so fast. Yeah, we, we have no scruples. <laughs> um, but I will say, uh, if you you know like if you're okay with dealing with like expensive half dried up paint, and you actually do get a good one, it is pretty good paint. Nice. But, you know, what are you gonna do? What's your nerdy confession? I know I kind of derailed that quite quite a bit. So I restarted um, Grand Theft Auto Five. And Ooh. I forgot how fucking great that game is. It's it's a lot of fun, like going back and forth. And um, I I don't know. I just it's almost like I never played it. Like I I I I don't know how long. When did it come out? Because I just it came out on PlayStation Three. Yeah, like I just don't remember. And then it re-released on PlayStation Four. Like I don't remember any of the storylines. Like some parts, every now and then, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of vaguely. There's remember a guy doing who gets in the wrong group of friends, and he wanted to get out, but he got sucked back in. And I just and now he's stealing cars. <laughs> and I just remember, I remember playing like this homeless dude who was like crazy and psychotic. Oh yeah, Trevor. Uh, Trevor. That's he is my fucking favorite. <laughs> Not only uh, the character, but the actor. Like he's so great. Yeah. Um, it's. Like just watching him, like he, they slightly change the way he looks, but you, you know who the fuck it is. Yes. Um, and I'm just been having so much replaying. It. I'm like, cause I got stuck. It's like I, I wanted to play something new. I was like, oh, but I'm stuck in t- between a weird place where Doom is about to come out, and I totally want to yeah, get that new Doom. Final Fantasy VII is gonna come out relatively mm-hmm. soon. Last of Us Two. Last of Us Two, and it's like that, so that samurai one. Neo, Neo Two. No, fuck Neo. That 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 game sucks <laughs> i almost bought it i was considering buying. oh uh, man i i totally i totally just sold it to gamestop for like a dollar sorry <laughs> neo uh, one neo one supposedly i was watching a cool little video i don't like now. those dark soul type games i don't know i i was watching a video on youtube where this guy was talking about it and he was kind of selling me on it like it, it's like there was a new um system where you get crystals and you can actually make custom moves so there's oh. a whole lot of you customize the your attacks, so you can never like whoever you defeat, and it's gonna drop a different type of loot, so you can get a different type of move, so you you can customize a whole bunch of Interesting. stuff. Interesting. So I was like, oh, that seems like kind of a cool combat system. Yeah. Well, I like I like to consider myself a pretty, you know, good and comp uh, competent video gamer, right? I couldn't get past the first level. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, what about in comparison that to the the Star Wars game? 
Probably if you put the Star Wars game on the hardest setting, it's it would, probably it would be it's like that. that. Yeah, he did. Like talk the, about it is very unforgiving if you if you're not blocking at the right time. The inputs are a, super sluggish. He does talk about that. There's a counter that takes a while to master, but once you get it, it makes the game a lot easier, more fun. Yeah, I definitely gave up before I mastered it. <laughs> like this game sucks. <laughs> but, but yeah, Grand Theft Auto is amazing. Um, but I am excited about these future games. I am super excited about Doom. I just pre-ordered it today. I even started... I forgot, like, when you buy a game, when you pre-order a game on Amazon, do you get it two days after it comes out, or do you get a day of? Normally, you get it the day of. So I'm hoping I get it on time. That was my only debate. I hate going into stores. Yeah. I got so spoiled by Amazon. I just do almost yeah. everything You're through You're the Amazon. reason why retail's dying. Thanks. Well, I mean, get on it, dude. <laughs> you have to entice me into going in there. Do something that's better than Amazon. I will say I do buy directly on my PlayStation a lot more nowadays. Yeah, I, that's how I got Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. I was just bored, and I was just going through the PlayStation store, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, maybe I'll replay this. I think I had fun playing it, and I was like, oh, my God, this game is amazing. It still holds up to this day. Excellent. All right, cool. All right, well, we finish up our Nerdy Confessions. Uh, let's take a brief break while we hear from uh, some of our friends. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoGuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and Parlay Points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, and we're back. Okay, we have a, kind of a fun uh, little review section that we'll do uh, this week. Um, our friends over at Tricoast Productions, is that what it is? Tricoast? Yes. Tricoast Cinema. Cinema. Tricoast Cinema uh, sent us a screener to uh, check out one of their new movies that uh, I guess is just being released or they're just getting distribution for it. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, full disclosure, we did uh, get this movie for free to watch. Correction, Tricos Entertainment. My fault. Tricos Entertainment. Uh, but uh, we're giving our honest review, so um, if you're interested, you can look it up. Um, we will uh, post some information about it on, on Facebook. Twitter's not really... I mean, uh, I guess Twitter would work okay, too. That as well. Instagram's not great for that kind of stuff. But anyway, so uh, we watched the movie called Hate Crime. Um, Do you have the director handy? Yes, I, Steven Esteb. Esteb? S-T-E-B. S-T-E-B. Okay. Um, and obviously, it's centered a little bit around 
a hate crime. We won't, I guess we won't spoil it if we're giving it a review, but we can definitely talk about it. Um, it's basically centered around a, uh, a hate crime of some sort. And it's like how it affects the families involved. In it. That was an interesting take on it, that it does play on, not on the victim, but on the families. Like right. What happens. You don't even see the victim till like halfway through the movie. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's about halfway. Yeah, halfway. And then you don't see the actual guy who committed the hate crime till about... Well, I, you well see he's, one, he's right in the beginning. You see one little flash, yeah. and you see, you know, and then, but then you don't get introduced to him really until, again, halfway through the movie kind of thing. So it was it was a good premise on, like, how committing a crime like this does af- not, not only affect the victim directly, but also the victim's family, but not only the victim's family, but also the perpetrator's family. Like, they also right. suffer as well. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I was, uh, I was surprised. Um, so I will say, you know, without... It doesn't. I don't think it gives too much away. It is about um, a homosexual man who gets killed, um, and so not only is the guy who killed him getting these like phone calls that well, their family I should say is getting these phone calls at their house all the time, um, you know, saying bad stuff like "oh, you're a murderer" or whatever. But also the victim's family because it's set in kind of a I don't remember what state it was. But I don't know, it's kind but of it's, a rural. It's setting. most definitely like a farm town. Yeah, farm town for sure. Um, but the so the victim's family because he's homosexual also uh, was getting like hate calls on their phone kind of thing. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, not only the guy who who committed the hate crime, but also the guy who was the victim of the hate crime. There's a lot of hate in America. Yeah, I know people <laughs> are just hateful, hateful people. Which I you know I I am. In that sense, I'm glad I got to watch this because I think that, you know, it's it's an interesting, um, it's kind of an interesting view on what America is going through right now. There's a lot of, like, animosity right, right now because it's election year um, and this coronavirus is bringing out the worst in some people. You <laughs> people know? fighting over toilet paper? <laughs> well, not only that, but just, like, you know, like, you know, not wanting to serve Chinese people and stuff at restaurants and shit like that. I've seen a lot of terrible videos of things like yeah, that. Yeah, you or know, like on the subway, where not sitting next to them and shit like that. Yeah. One guy wanting to like spray Febreze around. Ugh, I was like, dude, like, first of all, Febreze is not a disinfectant. <laughs> Second of all, rude. That's. I guess that's the light way of putting it. It's a little rude. Yeah. So but yeah, so there, there, it was, it was a good premise. There were some good themes. It was interesting that uh, it, the angle that it took. Yeah. Now for some of the stuff I didn't like. I don't I think this is the first movie I've seen where the soundtrack plays throughout the entire film. Really? Cuz there was a part at the beginning where there's no music playing at all for like, I don't know, 10 minutes and it was jarring. I'm like there needs to be some music. Something needs to happen. I'm hearing people like breathe and swallow and stuff. I did not I'm, care for that. There was definitely it it had the opposite effect of what I feel a lot of movies suffer from today where there's no breathing room. Things happen too quickly. The pacing is off. There's a lot of breathing. This room. this was there was a lot of <laughs> breathing, literally. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. This definitely, I feel like it could have benefited from some edits. A lot. Yes, definitely. Like having someone edit it, I think would definitely affect. I mean, honestly, it's got to have a, um, it's got to have like a smaller budget too. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if we can find that real quick, but you know, it, it, it definitely suffers from that because, um, there were, there were some parts that just felt were filler. Like, okay, I need to like, I, there was key 
moments that felt like, okay, this is this is good. This is some, I like what's going on here. But it would take a long time to to get to like the entire beginning part. Um, I don't want to give away what I think was attempted as a twist, but that I saw right away, um, where there one family is talking about a person, but they're dancing around a lot of issues because I feel the film didn't want to give away the, a certain twist. But it's like, well, no one speaks like that. Like, there's it's unnatural the way these people yeah, are the, speaking. The uh, perpetrators, mother and father, like the the way they talk to each other was just the most unnatural thing. And it's because I felt like they just didn't want to give away that who they were talking about. Once it is revealed, the dialogue got way better, more natural. I was like, okay, this is believable what I'm watching now. Right. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, there's good stuff in there, but I mean, the, the background music was low budget for sure. And it was just super cheesy, like hallmarks commercial type thing. Um, which is fine. I mean, you get that on, on, on lower budget movies. Um, the, the acting like the, the, the main father guy had no facial expressions ever, which like to a point that can be okay. If you're trying to be this stoic guy, that's, but even, that's the vibe e- I was getting is like a farm of stoic farmer who like, this is the norm. This is what is normal. Nothing else is acceptable outside of this. Um, but, even when he there, but there were scenes when he was supposed to express emotion, like he's yelling and stuff, but his face is just like dead. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like sitting there. Um, the stronger, and, and then actors, the mom, the, the wife of him, uh, like she would go from zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. And, and her Southern accent was, uh, not great. Her, I think there's some room for opportunity for the acting yep. department. That's fine. I mean, and you don't have to go like, Okay, if you have an actress who, who can't do a, like, they wanted, uh, I don't know what kind of accent they were going for, like, Tennessee or something like that. Um, but if you have someone who can't do that, there was no part of this of this uh, story that required her to have an accent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, have her just do her normal voice and maybe throw a couple y'alls in there or whatever. But... Um, it was so distracting that, you know, I, it ruined some of the scenes that I think would have been much, much more impactful. Yeah, definitely the stronger actors was. A, you don't know him. He's my son. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Like, you don't know him. He's my son. Okay, fine. Like, who cares? They live on a farm. We get it that they live in the farmlands. Yeah, for like, sure. We know they're not like in New York. You know, I what, get it. One of the more stronger actors was definitely John Schneider. He was the dad in Smallville. I mean, he was great. He didn't. Is he many... the? Is he the other father? The other father. Yeah, yeah he was good. He I was, liked he him. He was good. Yeah, and he... the scene with him and the perpetrator guy was was really good. And it was believable. And you could yeah. see, like. They're... And that guy was the perpetrator guy the guy who committed the hate crime i thought he, he did a good job he too. did a good job too i mean i probably would have gone with a different hairstyle for the time but <laughs> yeah. it definitely felt very early 2000 like late 90s yeah like, there was some like frosted tip it, was, like, it looked like leonardo dicaprio when but, we first were like introduced into it. right it's like, like what's eating gilbert grape style yeah, like no one wears that like, yeah that's a cool hairstyle, I guess. I was like, was there no gay consultants they could have asked? Yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh, you just kind of gave away a little chunk of Oh, did, uh, my, my apologies. Spoiler alert. I mean, yeah. Oops. Um, But yeah, I mean, 
definitely a hard movie to watch and not a hard movie to watch because of the subject matter, which it should have been, right? Yeah. It was just like there was definitely a lot of opportunity there to uh, – I would say some editing, a lot of editing. Yeah. Um, it would have A little bit better been. direction, you know. Yeah. There's just it, – it's one thing to like – to like have a vision and want to capture that vision. But it's another thing to, I think, sacrifice quality of the film by sticking to that vision, you know, you know, sticking with the way that the father is, is, is playing his character, the way the mother is playing her character. Um, you know, if it's really not, if it doesn't seem natural, like change things up a little bit. Also, what was the deal with the dogs? He's like, I haven't taken them out in a couple of years. Like, how, how long was that guy in prison? Two years. Two said, years. Yep. Okay, so he hasn't taken the dogs out since the, since the son went in prison. Correct. Okay, why were they puppies? Well, not all of them were puppies. They I def- looked pretty much like puppies. I definitely saw some uh, some. Was there like puppies. was there like an old? I definitely saw a little bit spotted gray ones in there. <sighs> I did not look. And like, what's he? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm taking them out in two years. I'm like, okay, cool, man. I get it. Yeah, uh, if you get an opportunity, you know, check it out. Hate crime. Yeah, you know, it's. I'd say, you know, it's, check it out if you're interested in in kind of, uh, you know, seeing seeing a story from two sides. Uh, I'll let you make your own de- de- um, opinions about it, but I'll say I was not not a huge fan. It was definitely a struggle. It was a there. I, uh, it almost I feel like it almost got to the room like quality where it almost could have been funny on certain parts, but it it just didn't it, it was like a weird line where it's like, okay, it hasn't crossed over to cult funny, but also also, okay, now this is a real spoiler. Okay, so if you have any intention of seeing this, stop now, just fast forward like a minute, minute and a half. And you should be you should be okay. But spoiler alert. Okay, so basically, when you find out that the perpetrator guy's gay and he's a gay lover, and then he wants to out him, and then they get in a fight, and he accidentally kills his his gay lover, right? Correct. So it was self defense. <laughs> Did you notice that the the his partner threw the first punch? Yeah, but so there's a difference between self defense and also like. I would say committing a hate crime. Yeah, I it was not a, it, it was not a hate crime at all. I think the way it would have been manslaughter at best. I I think the reason why they painted it as a hate crime was that I don't think the son ever admitted that he was gay. There was speculation. They showed the article right. possible lovers. And I don't I think he was too ashamed to, for his father to know that he was gay. Right. He was always getting so his he, approval. So he maintained that he went there to murder that guy so he would get the lethal injection? I mean, but as a detective, I'm like, all right, there's two glasses of wine. Yeah. Uh, DNA's on both. These guys are clearly the hanging out drinking. victim's dick was hard. <laughs> he had the fear boner. Yeah. The other so. guy's dick was hard. This is a weird... I'm picking up a weird vibe here. <laughs> At least that's what I think the film was attempting to do. So... Okay, if you came back in now because you thought the spoilers would be over, they're not quite over yet. Fast forward a little bit more if you, if you want to skip these. Or don't. It's fine. Um, so the whole problem, though, is like, okay, if like that's what they were trying to do, like focus on that. That's a very interesting part of the story. Yeah. Okay, they show the fight between the two guys. You know, the his openly 
gay lover is he's like i'm gonna tell i'll tell whoever i want i'll tell your parents and like first of all Which, that was kind of a dick move totally not, not you worth- are what you eat <laughs> got him i mean you know, i just thought that was funny it was sitting right there anyway um but also like no but it was yeah, wrong of him it's for, wrong of him to do that because it's not his especially choice especially in where they live but it's like not any, his choice anywhere. it was the other guy's if it was choice. in san francisco it's still not okay to do that right 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 it should be on your own terms when you're ready exactly and then, and then, um, so the other guy was getting a little, uh, aggressive with him, but then he was, and then, um, he grabs him on the shoulder. He's like, Hey, wait. And so he turns around and clocks someone. And so he fights back, but then he throws him on the ground and he hits his head, I guess. And massive. I think he was just so strong. For those, so strong. For those punches. He did have strong arms. Yeah. So and I, he played a lot of sports. That's what he liked. He liked to be held. He was all state. All state. <laughs> They you're, made sure and said that you're in all you're in all states you're in good hands. <laughs> Not that guy. Not that guy. Anyway, um, so yeah, it, it's disappointing if that's what they're going for because I think that's a really interesting twist. He was so ashamed he wouldn't want to tell his dad that he was gay, so instead he actually stayed on death row and let himself get executed. That's yeah. a really interesting story. I think the fact just, that it's barely implied. I think we just re- we wrote we wrote a better. Yeah, one. there you go. We'll send him a, a letter. Yeah. Hey, I think this would be better. <laughs> um, also, tell the mom to stop, lose the southern accent. Yeah. Mid, it's like not Midwest. It's like totally, it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, I think that would have been much more interesting um, and a much more, um, a, a much better social commentary. You know, what's more, and, and more importantly for the, for the father, you know, what's more important to him? Having, a son who's alive or having a son who's his picture of, you know, what a man should right. be kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I think that's a much more interesting take on it, but uh, it's fine. You know, maybe, watch it. Maybe Tell the us. guy's next movie will be a little bit better. He's know? listening, taking notes like, God, these motherfuckers are right. Just Damn. Like, Did you guys go to film school? <laughs> nope. No, just watch we just watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, let's talk about, you saw the Invisible Man. I did. Um, because it's kind of new, give us a spoiler-free uh, review of it. Should people watch it? Oh no, for sure, definitely go watch it. Um, it was it was good. I went in knowing that people were telling me that it was good, and I was like, all right, well, let's see how good it is. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had great pacing. Uh, it had some really creepy. It did a good job of being creepy without showing much, which I like kind of yeah. old school horror movies. Like you, your imagination is what is freaking you out more. Right. Um, I uh, I don't want to give anything away because you haven't seen it. I don't think this is giving anything away. So because I feel like everyone kind of basically knows the plot. It's this guy who's going. Yeah. So it's a guy who you know he's inventing an invisible man suit material, we'll just leave it at that, whatever. Yeah. And he's terrorizing he, his ex. Or yeah. His, he appa- he. Like everyone thinks he's dead, but then he's coming back to terrorize her, right? Correct. Yep. Isn't there like some sort of inheritance she can win or something if she, yeah, like, if she's of sound which, mind or which whatever? isn't to me that wasn't that exciting. It was really how great. much was it like thirty grand? Uh, five million. Whoa, that's so pretty exciting. What was I thought was interesting and I thought it was fantastic what the film was doing is when you they never really show him even when he's alive it's just silhouettes oh which i thought was really really cool like you never see the so features you ne- so you never know what he looks like he's it, no he could be kevin bacon it, and i thought that was a fantastic from Hollow Man. fantastic point is like because 
to the viewer, yeah. it could trigger like it could be anyone, you know, it could be if you not to make. I mean, films are, you, you know, you're supposed to pull emotions out of people. Yeah. How scary would it be like if you had slightly maybe were creeped out by someone and that's the person you're viewing? You know, right, like you're, right. oh, this is who it I imagine. You put is. your own face on it. Kind right. Of. But towards the end, they show him. And I was like, no, like that would have been so great if it, it just had never shown this guy's face. Because, again, for the same reason, mm -hmm. it lets you put that face of that right. person. You know, it could be any guy who could be that creepy. Right. That, that to me is fucking scary. Gotcha. Um, but it's great. I, I, I won't I, won't, I don't want to give anything away. I, I, I don't feel like that gives anything away but it was really good it was well done so uh, so there's rumors that this might be uh restarting the universal dark universe what do you think about um, that um it'd be hard i don't i, I don't i don't I, mm, I wouldn't say it's impossible but it'd be difficult yeah i'll just leave it at that but i mean i will say so this is but it was great obviously based off of one of what the dark universe would have johnny depp i think was originally going to be the invisible man in the original dark universe, but now he's has his own issues. Um, and then there was the mummy with Tom Cruise, which kind of tanked. And then, the, then there was the Dracula reborn or unborn or what was it? I mean, it would retold retold. That sounds right. I mean, okay. So if they're going to, so do those it are the th three, those are the two movies. And then there was the Wolfman, but I don't I don't think that the one with uh, Benicio del Toro and no. Anthony Hopkins. I mean, I don't think that was officially part of it, but they could pull from that. If they're and going then there's to, this one. If they're going to do it from this movie, I'd be really excited about. Okay. It. Um, but because apparently now there's some there's some projects moving forward that were kind of in limbo, like Blue Lagoon. I mean, uh, hey, Frankenstein. I, if 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 they do it at this level, level, it would be fantastic. Okay, cool. But definitely watch it. Um, I'd be super down to watch it again. It was really good. Um, all the acting was great. Excellent. Ah, there's some more. Watch it. Well, Elizabeth well, Moss is in it, right? Yeah. You know From what? Ha Handmaid's Tale. You watch it, and then we'll talk about it, because I, I do want to talk about certain aspects. Okay. Cool. Um, any butts in it? No. no. I feel like that's a that's a classic Invisible Man. Like, he appears, and he's naked, and you see his butt. He's just one little flash. Just yeah, you know, like Terminator style, like, uh, crouch down or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just the side where you just get just, thigh, just, thigh, just side thigh, cheek. high thigh. Um, we had one more thing. Outsider. Outsider. Okay. So uh, we're going to be talking in depth about the final episodes of Stephen King's The Outsider as seen on HBO. So if you are not caught up, a uh, little spoiler alert, uh, we will be talking about it in depth starting now. So what did you think of the end? It was great. It was great. Um, what was great for me was that i've read the book and i love the book yeah and i would say they're on par um they're close i still like the book a little bit better but i, I think they did a good job you know translating it to a like a visual media i i did enjoy that they had made some changes because mm -hmm. i don't want to be like okay well i know exactly what's gonna happen so, oh, okay it didn't happen a certain way right um, no I, worms no, I, yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought that was kind of weird. I thought I did like his face changing. That was cool looking uh, visual effect. That was cool. Um, at El first, Google. I was bothered by who took him out, but I felt that it also made sense. Um, 
where in the book it felt a little jarring at who did it to me. Yeah, what? Who, who did it in the book? It was was it was uh, what's his name? Right. Spoilers. Up. I'll, I guess I'll say. Yeah. It. yeah. So in the book it was Holly. Oh yeah. yeah with yeah. the uh, with the sock. The sock. The, yeah. yeah. The sock full of quarters. She Molly whopped him right in the head, and yeah. caved his head in, and she was the one like who who took him out. Yeah. And in here it was. Uh, well, I guess it was a combination. So it was a combination right. of the victim, who I'm blanking on his name right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy from Texas who the, had the, the tattoos. Can't and, can't and must. must on his. What's, it, what's his name? Ah, Doesn't matter. So, yeah, it was that him. That guy. It was him, uh, which he had Comes great, in shotgun. He had great motivation. He killed his brother, you know? He did. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And. And I understand the brother. I understand that in the book also it was grandma, not the brother. Is it? Yeah. Or not his, his, his mom. mom. His mom. Yeah. And she never went at all. But I totally, totally understand his older brother's motivation because he had fucked up. Yeah. He was the reason why the other ones were in direct danger and why some of them died. And he went out. He's like, you know what? I created this issue. I'm going to try to take it out. Yeah. I eyes, he went out like a G. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's yeah. He went out, um, you know, trying, he trying to got, be heroic. He almost got the shooter. He yeah, almost got him. He almost did. Then he didn't. And then he really, he didn't. really didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about some of the changes that they made from the book. So we talked about how God, it's gonna bother me now. I want to say it's like Earl. No, it's not Earl. I can look at Eugene, up. something like that. Go, keep the, going. The, I'll find the it. strip club guy, the guy who worked at the strip club, the last one that the creature El Cuco was copying. Um, so they changed his mother to his brother and I think you're right. I think that works. Okay. It was good because, um, then you can have that motivation at the end. You know, nothing really happened to the mother, even though I really liked her as a character in the book. She was, she was great as like how straightforward she was. No bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And the brother was kind of an asshole most of the time until he kind of wasn't at the end. But, um, so I didn't mind that. Uh, what do you think about the Holly love story with the security guard? Um, so that's really tough. I mean, I love the actress. She was fantastic. She was great. She was great as Holly. Um, but the Holly in the book could not hold a relationship at all. She would not be able to handle a relationship. And I kind of like that quirkiness and strangeness about her. Yeah. I mean, she, she was definitely um, definitely a different character, more of an outsider in the book. And it would have, you know, that little line that she has like an outsider knows an outsider towards the end. So, and that was one thing I, I'm still Claude. That was his name. Claude Bolton. Claude Bolton. I remembered Bolton now that you said it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Her name is Cynthia Erivo. I'm trying to figure out if I liked what the show did. Cause in the book, Mm -hmm. I felt that they kind of hinted that she either had the touch or the shine. Mm -hmm. They never really outright say it. Right. She seems to know things that other people don't, but it could be that she's just, you know, like super, autistic or something. And, and just super focused on something, focused. seeing details that others don't see. Um, in the in the show, I felt like they just kind of leaned into it a little bit more with that line, an outsider and right. was an outsider, which prompted Ralph to be like, well, are there others? And she right. just smiled at him mm-hmm. and walked away. But that combined with... Um, 
when the cop who's being affected by Kuko, um, uh, yeah, Jack Hoskins. Yeah, when he's looking at her, that guy was great. He oh, was fantastic. that was the perfect actor for that. He role. was great. I imagine him in my in my mind's eye fatter or being fat. This guy was I. Fit. You know, it's hard for me to go back and think who I imagine, but I I felt this guy played that part to a oh, T. Oh, it felt believable. Yeah, for sure. But when he's when he's got her in his sights mm-hmm. and he's looking at her. And she's like, damn you. And she's like, damn you. But not only that, there's almost like an aura around her like that's super blurry, which wasn't when he was killing everyone else. Right. So and she's like looking at him straight through mm-hmm. the straight through the um, the mark. It kind of felt like, oh, like maybe she's supernatural. She she got him to right. stop. So that's that's one of the parts of the movie or show, I should say, uh, that I kind of had a problem with. I mean, the fact that it was like. They really made it so that Jack Hoskins had like a redemption arc at the end, right? Mm-hmm. He goaded the rattlesnake into biting him, and he he was regretful the entire time, everything he was doing, all this terrible stuff he was doing. And when she said "damn you," it was like him, like, "Yeah, I'm going to hell for this," you know, you know, uh, go and ahead and kill me, snake or whatever. And he tells Kuko to fuck off. He tells Kuko to fuck off, right? So that's one way of doing it. What I liked in the book is that it was inferred that, yes, El Cuco is, is kind of a creature of pure evil and a force for the bad things in the universe. But um, but it was implied that there is a balancing act in the universe and that there's also a force for good. Right. And that's what led that rattlesnake to bite him at the right moment kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I could it could even be it could even be. Uh, you know, they could change it very easily in the show. If instead of saying "damn you," it just like you see the out, you know, the aura around her like vibrating or whatever, and it distracts him, and then the snake bites him. Like I would have liked that better, right? right rather right. than it was his guilty conscience overpowering El Cuco and her doing something, frankly, that was stupid. Like she <laughs> should have gotten murdered, and particularly that. because her boyfriend just sacrificed himself to yeah, try to save, to all, try to save all of them, yeah. and then she went out there and like should have gotten killed. So I didn't really that I really had a problem with that specific part. Everything else in the show was very good. The lawyer was great, you know. Yep. He went out trying to be heroic as yep, well. Yep, yep. Um they did a great job with the actors. I, I did enjoy the lawyer in the book and I enjoyed this actor. Yep. He was great as well. Now, one thing that I think they did better in the show than they did in the book is how uh, Ralph and uh his his wife Je- Jeannie, their son was dead in the in the show. Mm-hmm. But in the book he was just always off at summer camp. I yeah so really weird. I thought I it was interesting because I never got the sense in the book that he was dead. No, he wasn't. Uh, they, oh, so, he like rejoins them after the freaking everything's over. Like, well, Danny's back from camp. Yeah. What a crazy summer we had. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, but that that was, was that, that was, was a weird thing. Like, it felt like Stephen King didn't know what to do with that character. Which, Which I mean, you is not just, true because Stephen King knows everything. And you could have just eliminated him really in the book. It would have made zero, zero yeah. difference. Um, I did enjoy – one thing I did enjoy more in the book was the back and forth between El Cuco and Holly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she goaded him and, like, got under his skin amazingly. Yeah, it seemed like uh, there, there was more – it felt like the final showdown at the end was more of a final showdown between Holly and, and El Cuco kind of thing. So there was more like back and forth and it was kind of like the last scene of like it where it 
you know, the clown is getting like told off by the kids and shrinking down into nothing. Yeah. It was kind of that same emotional only, verbal back and forth. Yeah, only it was like in the book he's more like you don't like you don't understand me or like he yeah. felt himself being incredibly smarter than they are. Right. And she was able to goad him and got under his skin like right. and he felt it. Like he felt and he was pissed that, you know, yeah, exactly. She was able she to figured, mentally figured him out yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I like that. I think there was uh, it definitely it was carried out better in the book in that sense. But, you know, I think overall they handled it well the way they did it. Um, and then I think the other the other kind of weird, interesting uh, difference on it was um, that, like, obviously, like in the book, Holly is uh, from the Mr. Mercedes that was great yeah. thing, which is cool. I like when he reuses characters. It really creates an expanded Stephen King universe. Yeah. And I understand you can't really do that in this show because, you know, the TV rights to Mr. Mercedes is on AMC or whatever that channel was that, that had it. So it's kind of interesting that they created this character. And I think that's why they had the security guard guy that she falls in love with is he's supposed to be kind of Bill's influence. On, oh yeah. On I her. Can, I you know what I mean? I never thought about it's that. Like, he's like a stand in like now she wasn't romantically involved with Bill. Bill is his name. Yeah. Some, some, like there's feelings there. There was definitely feelings that it was most. It was a whole lot of really strong friendship, but yeah, I, um, on her aspect, it's kind of slightly underlined that she did have a little bit more feelings, yeah, if possible. Which is why it was hard for me to believe that, you know. And again, they're separate universes, separate characters, but it right. would be hard. Like she would not be able to have those emotions, particularly with this guy. Well, also, so so it's interesting you bring that up because that's what I was kind of getting at is that at the end of the book. It's implied that her and Ralph have this now special connection, like she and Bill had, which there's some, like some underlying, uh, you know, feelings there. Ralph, I think, actually says "I love you" or something, or thought it at least when he was like hugging her at the end or whatever. Um, and then in the show, there's like, there's not really. I mean, well, he does say, "I hope uh, there's an opportunity for yeah us for to us work to work in. again," and that was kind of it. But it was kind of a cool moment in the book. And I think it probably reads a little bit better than it would. Um, oops, text message. Uh, I think it reads a little bit better in a book than it would translate to a show. You're like, oh, well, he's married and, you know, yeah. her, her you know, boyfriend just just got shot and killed or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting, interesting change that they made on it, I think. Um, so, I mean... It's one of those things where, you know, when you're when you're doing translating a book from the written page into a TV show of some sort, it really, um, you know, it you have to make certain sacrifices. So I'm kind of okay with it. But I really liked how like Bill was like her, like the one person who kind of got to her, who got to her feelings and got to her, you know. Even like it was something her parents couldn't even have done, like her 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 right. biological mother and father, like they didn't understand her, but but he did, but Bill did. Exactly, exactly. Bill was like her, her one, the one person who kind of like unwrapped her out of her shell, kind yeah. of thing, and who who could get her to like, you know, make jokes and you know understand humor and things like that. Yeah, it's it's interesting, like the Holly in the beginning of Mr. Mercedes and like what she transitioned to. And it was just done so well. It's just like, it was, it was a slow transition, but totally different, different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I think overall, very good adaptation 
of the source material. How do you feel about that? I, I actually haven't even seen, I guess, the extra scene. At the oh, end. the extra scene at the end? I, someone told me about it. And um, how, how do you how do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I'm okay with it. Like, it's it's one of those things like, you know, it's like a, ooh, creepy Stephen King, what could happen, you know? Do you think that'll transition to... I hope they don't make another series of it. Like another uh, season, season, I should say. Um, I think... One of the things that's so good about it is it's a self-contained story, yep. and then you know they go and live their lives afterwards. Now I'm not saying um, you know maybe if Stephen King writes another book and and there's some way where it's not the same thing, it's not El Cuco, but another story that brings these two characters together, I'd be in for that. But I don't want it to be like oh you know. Now Holly's El Cuco. Now what are you gonna do? I don't. I don't really want that to be. Well, it wouldn't be that she is, but he's out and he copied her. Yeah. Well, I mean, but ha- the problem is, because is he scratched her. He scratched her, and that's how he gets her DNA, which is how he changes into them. Right, but also Ralph smashed his face. Well, but he also says. Um, so we'll go back as he's trying to exit the cave when they think they've got him. Yeah. He sees um, his son, and actually, I don't know who the other person is, but he sees two ghosts, which probably. Well, maybe up. one's the, the Peterson kid. Oh, maybe. 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 Um, and he's just, he's like, wait, I'll see you in a bit. And that's his problem. He's like, this thing's not dead. Yeah. He, I'm still, like, the ghosts are still here. Right. So when he goes back and he's taunting him, mm-hmm. you know, like, they pull the knife, he pulls the knife, he's like, ah, oh, you know, playing possum, I see. Yeah. And then he tells him, like, I don't know if you can actually be killed. Right. He's like, but what I do know is we can't have scientists trying to study you, trying to right. figure you out, try to possibly replicate what you can do. Yeah. And that's, and you know, he smashes his face. And in the show, the smashing of the face is so that it's an unidentified killer. It's like, it's going to be pretty shocking if they go down there and it's Bolton. You know, right. <laughs> like Bolton's still alive. Right. Or Terry Maitland. Or Maitland, yeah, because yeah. he kept shifting. Right. So... But, you know, he did say, I'm not even sure if we can kill you. The only, My only problem with that is if that's what they were kind of going for, there should have been something a little bit more ambiguous. Because basically, okay, you see Holly, she's got a scratch on her, right? So once you watch the scene, And she's I think, watching, she sees a projection, right? So so she's like, you know, she does the classic jump scare thing where she like closes her medicine cabinet mirror. I'm so behind her. Yeah, I can't believe like, they did come that. Come on. And it's uh, it's Jack Hoskins behind her, and he says like "Hello, Holly" or something like that. And she just like jumps and turns around, and he's gone. And then she like holds a mirror up behind her to look at her neck to make sure that her neck doesn't have um, the you know the burns or-, or bubbles or whatever, right? And you're like, oh, okay. And she doesn't, and she's like, okay, cool. She kind of calms down, and then she's like sitting on her bed. And I don't know, watching a show or something. I don't remember exactly, but she's watching a show and starts like twirling one of her hairs, like or her dreadlocks, I guess it would be. And you see a scratch on her arm. So it's like, okay, I mean, it's possible that El Cuco could have survived the crazy head smashing and then copy her and then go off on her own, but definitely wasn't El Cuco there at the end that we saw. That was definitely Holly because he. El Cuco scratches someone yeah, yeah. to get their DNA. Yeah, so. no, it's definitely the original Holly, and El Cuco yeah. is pr- doing his projections to try to freak her yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I don't or know. Or it could be she got scratched from the rocks, and, you know, right. you know, and she's got Been a through a lot. PTSD. Yeah. Sop, you know. So I, I do like that, you know, it's kind of a, 
it's a good, creepy, ambiguous ending for a Stephen King show. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, you know, I hope that it's self-contained. Like, I, I, I hate seeing things that should be one season or even two seasons or whatever, but it should end there and then it continues on and it gets worse and worse kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. In particular, there's no more source material. Right. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, not really. Actually, no. That's a good reason not to fucking continue right. it. Right. Or like, you know, another one is like Lost, which uh, there wasn't like a book or anything, but there was like that writer strike and then it went on for too long and they didn't know how to end it. And everyone's like, what? This sucks. I had so much time and invest invested in it and it was not great. I never saw it. So Yeah, it's fine. It's interesting, but I don't think it's worth it. Um, but yeah, overall, definitely check out The Outsider, HBO. Um, it's only 10 episodes. Um, and, you know, Ben Mendelsohn's awesome. He's awesome in everything. Um, I looked up his IMDb. He's in a lot of stuff that I didn't realize. Yeah, for he's sure. He's always like a bad guy or a henchman or something like that. I'm just like, oh, he's been doing stuff for a long time. Jason um, Bateman was awesome as well. I mean, he wasn't in it much, but yeah. yeah. But he also directed a few episodes. Yeah. And he was a producer. Um, I think he's a good director. He's done several things that have been... Uh, did he direct Ozark? Um, I think he did part of it, at least. Yeah. Because to me, it definitely had like an Ozark-type feeling. It's so weird. He does these like weird, like dark, cerebral-type shows. And then, like... But what I, what and then I like do in, horrible bosses. What I like him in is like Arrested Development. Yeah, or Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Was he in Dodgeball? <laughs> Hell yeah, he was the announcer. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so... What was his name? He's like, that's right, Cotton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're really, they're really in for it now. Yeah. So yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, it's funny to see him play two sides. Uh, dude, he's so got range. The comedic guys, you know, sometimes do it even better than the the straight guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's definitely got a lot of range for yeah, sure. He's excellent. All righty. Well, that's a, all we have uh, for this episode. Uh, make sure you guys are checking us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also check us out at nerdsfriendspodcast.com and you can pick up a bag of tea. That's still going. Uh, we need to check in with Andy to make sure I did. everything's I, cool. I was trying to see. Uh, we could talk about it after. Yeah. But yeah, make sure follow, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your friends at Nerds at Friend, no S. Yeah. Twitter, in, Instagram. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All of our information is at nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. You can follow right from that page, too. So and I'm makes gonna, things I'm gonna, easy. Going to try. I'm going to try to hammer out with Cody, see if we can do a live, you know. But yeah, we'll we might, do, we might uh, do, uh, try to do like a live stream uh, coming up. So pay attention for that. Uh, my only hope is that we don't do it for like one person because that would be hard to handle. <laughs> Like, but that one person will have such a good time. Yeah, they're going to have a real intimate set. So much attention <laughs> given to them. Yeah. So, uh, Jim, what's uh, what's new? <laughs> what's going on with you? What's uh, you see the uh, you see the weather today? It's crazy, right? It was uh, yeah, crazy. <laughs> but uh, stay safe out there uh, with the coronavirus, guys. You know, wash your hands, disinfect, but also don't go too crazy. Wash your ass. Make you know, sure and do that. It's one of those things. Life's too short to freak out that much. But thanks, Christian, for uh, coming in as you always do, week after week. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, we get to go to Comic Con together. I hope so. Yeah. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.